0: yep it's the Jeremy Webisodes podcast Here we go What are you looking at right right here Joss What are you looking at? 65 66 first of all really you can't is that illegible?
1: It doesn't yeah, does I can look see like a six now. It could, be, it
0: could go 66. five or six. 66, which is the webisode that we're on. So welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. This is webisode 66. I got it wrong. <laughs> and what else, what else is, what do you see here? A circle around y- it. Nothing. There's nothing. We got a blank page tonight, ladies and gentlemen. No research. No nothing. We got no nothing. I mean, which is to say that we might have a lot. You know, sometimes a little bit of nothing is a whole lot of
1: everything. Well, this is a... I think Confucius said that. <laughs> yeah. This so, is a, it's a great idea because now we have excuses. Right? The, the universe was born from
0: one small explosion, spreading out, creating infinity. Really?
2: Something? Wow, that's that deep. That small explosion, string the, theory, the, the big bang. Maybe the Big Bang. <laughs> With the word big in it. You yeah, know, that's what they used to call me <laughs> in high school. <laughs> hey. Welcome to the
0: show, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Jeremy Webisodes podcast, episode number 66. We're all back in the studio. We're, we're back. We're ashore. Mm. We're dry. We're in the studio. The lava lamp is, in fact, still burning brightly as a beacon for all the lost souls in the world. May they find their way home. And we found our way back from Catalina, where we were last Last time you may have joined us on the show if you're a weekly lava lamper, because last week we were we did the show from Catalina, and the lava lamp brought us back, which is cool. And Ryan, I caught Ryan coming in and stoking the fire in the boiler to keep the the steam powered computer and lava lamp running today, <laughs> which was nice, because I might have let the might have let it slip.
1: He wasn't on a bicycle. No, Eleven Charging?
0: o'clock this morning, Ryan was stoking the fires to keep the lava lamp lit and the computer, you know, working strong to to manufacture this fine, fine podcast every week for you, the weekly Lava lamper. So thanks.
1: I have a question slash comment about the return of Catalina. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, none of us even one second had any seasickness or had any problems or anything. No,
3: we're like seamen. But I'm telling Whoops, you, spas. That I'm not.
1: You're
0: not. No, I mean, again, I love it when there's always just, like, there's, like, a secret voice. It's like, I'm not. First of all, um. new people on the show always talk way off the mic. You gotta get a little closer. <laughs> Coming back from Catalina, we picked up Captain Mark. Welcome to the show, Captain Mark. Maybe one of the saltiest dogs we've ever had in the lab. I yeah. mean, he's truly a seaman. But you don't call yourself a seaman? I mean, seaman don't say seaman. <laughs>
3: No, we don't call ourselves seamen, and I, I would have thought I would have gone on that trip with you.
0: You were in Cabo San Lucas. But, okay. You would have. Yes. Believe me. I called you. Yes. You <laughs> so you report. were there in spirit, and I called you to make sure that we didn't, you know, run ashore or kill a dolphin or anything, make sure it was all good. And it was good. We had a good crossing. As we, I
1: think, We tied up the moor perfectly on the first try. The
0: mooring? <laughs> I mean, yeah. We pretty much nailed it. The pretty Harbor much. was empty, but it was no, harbor. No that, boats. Yeah. No That's boats the to thing. run into. <laughs> a, yeah, exactly. We might have had a little bit of a butt swing, but there was nobody to run into, so nobody cared. And maybe the while we were swinging, the front came undone. The hawser. I just like saying rear hawser. Right. Affix the rear hawser. Nautical e. It's very fun. So we're back, Captain Marks here. He truly is a a, a very salty dog. Um, in in, in around these parts. He is uh, famous for uh, sword fishery. Sword billfishes. Billfish in general, right? Yeah. Uh, what, what's the other word? Pelagic fish. Yeah, offshore fish. Offshore. Uh, large billfish, though. Uh, swordfish and marlin. And Mar- Mark is the guy that catches, not none- like the first of the year, the largest of the year, like all the, uh, you know, of the years. You know, Mark holds all the records. Is it a Phil?
1: Bill. It's, it's got a, a bill.
0: Yeah, it's got a, like a big, it's got a bill, you like, know. It's the nose. It's like a duck bill, but not a, not, not, not it's a, like duck, a bill. duck
1: bill. It's like more of a sword. Swordfish. It's a sword. Exactly. That's what they're called. Swordfish. Yeah. But, but the other one, um, Ducks, the they're duck duck not fish.
0: as scary. That's okay. not a, They're, a, they're harder to catch in there. <laughs> yeah, duckfish. Not the marlin? as marlin. Not as, marlin. Big, uh, pr- no, not as prized of a catch.
1: <laughs> you don't see a lot of mounted yeah. fish. You don't see a lot.
0: <laughs> so, no, Mark is of great renown. Seriously, when I say, did you, you tell us, a,
3: you know, spread your wings a little bit, Mark.
0: Tell us some of your great I, I just wish that I
3: was on board with you guys maybe five years ago, four years ago when the dorado were full speed off <sighs> off the coast oh, yeah. oh, the greatest and even the biggest virgin's could catch oh yeah oh we did oh we did yeah. we
2: did we were the biggest you were
3: going with that yeah, yeah. you would roll Isn't
0: up to a, literally a little piece of floating kelp the size of a of a hubcap and there would be 13 dorado just sw- whirlpooling underneath the thing flashing you know gold and purples Bright, gold green gorgeous. flash and you would cast she plunk and as soon as they would hit they would just take off with the freaking and then 2021
3: 20, for yeah. the uh the tail new...
0: walking the whole nine it was so fun and that's and then we bought a boat or no like we bought a boat yeah. to lobster fish and we took it way
3: further offshore than it was
0: ever meant to go or that we were Are we were ever... going
3: to um ensenado
0: no, yeah, no, we didn't, maybe, Coronado we, we, we might have been far we, enough out no, to well, be in I heard
3: about that waters. trip where you couldn't get the boat back because of registration. I mean, it was, well, oh, no, well we one brought time the we boat took back, it all yeah. the way down to Mexico, yeah. that's what, and we that's got stopped at the border to. for, you know, Everything. whatever
0: reasons. Yeah. We may have gotten individuals' pasts that may have come into question. Let's say we finally made it across the border without any problems, it just... Took a little more paperwork than maybe yeah. possible. You know, they had In like some
2: four hours,
0: more background. <laughs> and a guy basically sits down across the thing with like a, a stack, you know, a file the size of the entire, you know, Encyclopedia Britannica, and he has to go through your entire history to eventually find out that no, you're good, you can did, go. Did you have to go to an ATM to get your paper? No, 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 no. I just let's say let's put it this way. I have a very long and colorful history that is, in fact, makes for a very good read. But while you wait for the border agent to do, to do that, that read, you have to sit there and freaking wait while you're, you know, declare customs. How long does that I, take you to get down? It doesn't take <laughs> these days. I've, I've kind of, I've tried to. I, I've now I have a, a, a bridged version of my story that I get to. Kind of give people, but uh,
3: Se- you get taken into secondary, yeah, right. Yeah. What
0: are those things called that you used to study for in high school? You know, you didn't SAT. want to read the whole book, Cliff Notes, yeah, notes. Cliff Notes. Now I got a more of a Cliff noty version of my past that the, the border agents are willing to take. But when I had the long version, it took a little while to clear the time I'm referring to, though, is like right out of the f- Right out of the gate, we bought the boat, we jumped in it, and we went way further out in sea than we had any business going and we had no working yeah. radio.
2: Single engine.
0: Single engine uh two stroke.
2: Yeah. Which or, the benefit of the two stroke is that literally once it's going we, we can get it unless right unless it's physically damaged. We can work it, on it. It can get Fixed,
0: but I mean, we're out there. We got this smoky two stroke, no radio, mm-hmm. no cabin, no, no, no interior, interior space. space. It's all exterior space. I think we had a bimini, yeah. Um, but and other no than bathroom. that, I mean, how many guys are we talking? Me, three. three of us, you three, yeah. Me, I know, uh, uh, and and
2: uh, it was Sean, so it was uh, Jer, myself, and Sean
0: Kerwin, Kerwin. former guest on the show. Check yeah. out the episode, um. And anyway, but yeah, it was it was it was the dream. That summer was just I mean, it was hot and cold running
2: Dorado out there. We, if you, like, we we'd go know. to Catalina. We'd go south another twenty miles at twenty six miles off the coast in a two stroke oil mixing twenty five foot yeah twenty five foot About. open bow. I mean, that used
3: to be common practice. You well know, no you still see people I mean you see yeah. people out there in much smaller. Where I was going at with the story was that that you guys without just like green on the boat and you run out and you guys are scoring scoring Mahi Mahi in low yeah. waters. Yeah, that was it was great. I think
2: I caught the only tuna off that boat in US waters.
3: Right. And then when we did
0: actually tow it down to Ensenada, uh, Sean caught a yellow tail. Yeah. And a yellow fin? No, yeah. yellow tail.
2: Yellow tail, yeah.
0: And um but yeah, you caught a yellow fin tuna. Yeah, up here. Yeah, and then I caught several dorado, and that's it.
2: I mean, we really I got a bunch of uh,
0: what you call bait. Yeah, <laughs> you call I, appetizers. I call, it, yeah, I call it appetizers. <laughs> Mackerel. <laughs> Mackerel.
3: Oh God.
2: Well, that's the greatest thing in Mexico. Like still li- arguable. We lit like they didn't have a bait guy, so we had to make bait. bait. So we were like, so we literally bought a couple of bait rigs, Sweeties. go. 20 you know 20 minutes away from the the harbor that we were in drop it pull 6 out drop it oh, pull 6 out Oh yeah we were catching mackerel. It. It so the like, fact
3: that you use the the term make bait which is the proper terminology uh, and we are able to successfully catch bait. Yeah. Like, but like I think those are two wins. Yeah, dude. I wanted th- a
0: couple of them, fairly green horns. Yeah, we rolled this thing down to Mexico, we, you know, took it out, made bait. Not only that, Mark, dude, we so we took it all the way to the island. Yeah. And we're fishing right off the island, and uh, what's the island? Coronado's.
2: Yeah, it was a Coronado, but it, I don't. It's, it's the, the one
0: right one. off of of Cabo, like the the one. No, that's, off no, of Ensenada. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry. The Cabo. One, sorry, it's the one that's right off of Ensenada that you see, like you come, you go out the. It's harp. not Guadalupe.
2: It's um. No,
3: it's only the Coronado
0: Islands. Yeah, it's the
2: Coronado so island, Islands. I forget so.
3: which it's one the South one. Island.
2: Yeah. yeah,
0: we're we're fishing off the island, and all of a sudden a big squall kicks up. Yeah. When I say big, I mean what foot waves will you tell?
2: Five, six. Easily because they were five, they were coming over waves. the front of the boat. Um when we were it's not like we were in a breaking zone like that. Normally if you're well, out and away from stuff, they're not breaking. You know, they're big swells, they're steep. Yeah. These were breaking and coming over the bow, and then literally we'd be, you know, mid calf deep in water. And then but it but it it ran right out the back of the boat. Nothing was everything worked. I mean the boat was flawless yeah, in it that point, well for us. but we were literally like, "Okay, now we need to figure out how to get home." Like this is so. Actually, we decided to we didn't we went and hunkered down the island, the island, went there, dropped anchor, hunkered down behind this island. It the storm went away and we we actually we continued to fish, but it was crazy because we again we had no indoor space.
3: What time of day did you set the anchor?
2: Oh, probably two. Okay. So you made it home that night? Oh yeah. Well, I mean in Ensenada. So, so yeah. We, then, we
3: were we were
0: actually we were staying at uh, uh El Corral because we were harbored.
1: So do you do you understand, Mark? I've never heard the story in my life. I'm I'm frankly insulted I wasn't on that trip. Bro, believe me, Joss.
0: I've never even heard the story. It yeah. was you would not have wanted to be there, especially during this day.
2: It was, yeah. It was gnarly. Like, Sean and I had been in rougher once before, and so we were like, okay, cool. So we were trying to keep fishing, and Jer's going, no, we need to get the fuck out of here.
0: We're in international, like, we're in Mexico. You know, we have really zero communication with anybody (laughs) out there. It was, you know, we've got no anything. Yeah, cell phones are dust out there. Yeah. It was... It was it was time to get back to the hotel and get a bucket of Corona. So that's
1: all <laughs> How close are you to running out of
3: gas? Uh, I mean,
2: that boat held a lot of gas. Yeah. Like we could literally go a you week. Tra-
3: took the trailer down there and then went out of Ensenada. Yeah. yeah. OK, so yeah. I'm wrong on my island. Island's in. I'd have to look okay. that up. But.
0: Yeah. It's, I forget what that one is. I maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe if you're lucky, I'll edit it does it kick in. up down
2: there pretty quick. Yeah. yeah.
0: The island off of Ensenada that we are referring to
1: is the Isla Todos Santos. Have you asked, ever asked, Mark, the biggest fish he's ever caught? How many pounds?
3: What is the largest fish you've ever caught? Like a 400 or 450 pound uh, Thresher Shark or Blue Marlin, pretty comparable size.
2: It's a blue,
3: big Blue one. Marlin in, in Cabo and then uh, Thresher Shark up here off Laguna. Wow, it's like Kitchen chair, Right? About the oh, same shit. weight? Wow. Maybe after BLTA <laughs> night. <laughs>
1: What a dick. I'm going to add fucking out. <laughs> um, That's a huge fish. 400 pounds. Plus the cutlet. 400 pounds and a cutlet. <laughs> <laughs> What's
0: the largest fish you've ever caught, oh, Jess? Oh, boy.
1: Jesus. Did
0: the I, biggest fish I've toned. ever caught was definitely one of the ones down in Cabo.
2: Yeah. In, uh. Los Bariles, but Los like Stripe Marlin.
3: Yeah. Right? I mean, we,
2: yeah. We, Stripe Marlin. One day, what was it? There was, so it was six Marlin, and they were like 120, 120 pounds each. Not huge Marlin. Um, That's average size, though, for Still uh, a hell
0: of a fighting fish, man. Yeah. yeah we that had thing will Tucker you right out. Six of them? I just six turned of of into them. someone okay. from the 1940s. Oh, That'll
2: okay. Tucker you <laughs> playing Plum out. Ah! <laughs> I'm Huell I'm going
0: to stole my britches. Is
2: th- this is part of California's goal. And now a word from Texaco. <laughs> so three Marlin. S- no, six Marlin.
1: Six Marlin.
2: Um, The captain kept one of you,
3: them. You guys greased one?
2: Yeah. The we captain... greased one. It was a
3: fin.
0: It was a, a, a whatever they call it. Tail hooked it? Yeah, or, we or, tail, or, hooked tail hooked it. Wrapped it. Yeah. Yeah. it was so. Tail wrapped it. Yeah, we tail
3: wrapped it. So it came in backwards was kinda of dead yeah. anyway. Yeah. Okay,
2: good point. Um it was five five uh tuna. Uh yellowfin like three yeah, yellowfin, um three Wahoo and a Dorado. Jeez. Like it was that was a day. Dude, and
0: we flew all the flags like you know how down there when you catch oh fish yeah. they have all the flags for the individual fish so we had both, both masts sides. full of flags out as we riggers. flew in like yeah. our, what are they called outriggers out yeah we had the outriggers flying high well the craziest thing and our thing. captain's you know was feeling he was the pimp swing the swinging the swing and dick that day <laughs> yeah
2: so we're we're down there and it's there's a it was like father sons and buddies and daughters you know like the it was, big
0: one that they had there at Ro- Los but it, Relays it, it wasn't the, Jeeps the big always one. always parked in the yeah. It wasn't lobby. the big
2: one. It was like the second biggest one. But it was like it was just some people from Southern California. It was called the like father sons and buddies. But they're like, hey, do you guys want to join? It's like four hundred bucks a boat, and we really should have. Oh, because they their winning boat caught one forty pound fish. Oh shit. That we would was have it. cleaned them out. And we, yeah. I mean, and it was for like 20000 or something like that. Um, And we, I mean, we would literally, they're like, you guys were on that boat. We're like, yeah, it was nonstop all day. And they were like, we slept. <laughs>
0: Our captain, I wish we would have like f- remembered the, the exact captain that we had yeah. that day for the next time we went back. Cause I mean, he just slayed it. Was it yeah. on a
3: Ponga cruiser? No, it was no, on it's one like of the, the cruisers.
0: S- yeah. We usually the, get the super cruiser. Yeah, it was the uh, like the drunk.
2: Boy. You're it was no, it was Rude Boy. Yeah, Rude, no,
0: rude Boy. I, In, I no indoor space?
2: One, yeah. A little indoor space, but you don't want to be down there. Yeah, down there. No AC. Toilet, you know? No AC. Rude
0: Boy, that was the one, yeah. man. And Every single one of those boats it. has uh, been on the bottom of the ocean.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, they literally <laughs> dunk those things underwater. Like, there's a handheld GPS and your guy, and that's it. And then you le- once you lose sight of land, you don't see it for all day
0: yeah we're you're out all day
2: and and who knows and then sometimes the boat shuts off and they have to get it but it it all works out so far
0: we rolled in that day with all those fish rolled immediately up to the pool bar like taco guy and gave him one of the wahoo and he just right into tacos and just started bringing out tacos and ceviche man let me tell you to this day one of my favorite kind of little culinary memories was sitting down and woofing down those tacos. You're, you're you're hungry. We'd been out on the water all day. The beer was just perfectly cold. The tacos were perfectly seasoned. And, and Wahoo, man, great. is a fin. I think we talked about this last week, which brings, us, <laughs> brings me to a, something I wanted to bring up. I think we talked about, from the island, we talked about fish we liked eating and all that stuff. We were saying that Wahoo's really, really good. You guys were saying you really like Chilean sea bass.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Coach Baseball sent me a, a thing if about... There, if there's a soda called, tasting like Chilean <laughs> sea yeah. bass. Oops. He sent us some <laughs> Chilean sea bass-flavored soda. No. We have a guy that brings
0: us I know weird things it's. I know
2: it's got bread. like... they. It's called... Like Patagonian, a Chilean sea bass could be like 8060. Yeah, exactly. So yeah,
0: that fish. was Patagonian toothfish soda. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> yeah. So of course the salty dog on the show. So that yeah, the true name of Chilean sea bass, first of all, is Patagonian toothfish.
2: It doesn't sound as appetizing when yeah. you say it that way. Put yeah. that on the menu, see if it yeah. sells
0: off. Huh? Hey, can I have the Patagonian tooth? You think it'd yeah. be such a hot seller? No. So the United States is the number one consumer of Patagon- Patagonian toothfish, right. toothfish because they rebranded it as Chilean Sea Bass, and everyone right. thinks it's delectable. We're overfishing the shit out of it, yeah. like you do.
2: That'll happen. Yeah.
0: And uh, I wanted to show you a little picture of the of the beauty just so you knew uh, what yeah. you were getting into. It's like a
2: monkfish.
0: The Patagonian Toothfish has that kind of smile on its face for you. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jeez. Sexy, aren't they? So that's your
3: Chilean sea bass right there that you thought this is like beautiful little sexy. It's like a lingcod, yeah, kind of. And and lingcod is one of those fish where you don't see them in restaurants because of their name. Yeah, who wants a lingcod? Yeah. But um, there was a time where I put on the menu and called it Pacific sea bass. Yeah. Sold the hell out of it, but if I were to call it lingcod, wouldn't wouldn't sell? And people loved it. They're like, "What is this?" So here's the other thing that's
0: really fun about it. I'm just gonna read you a little blurb. Chilean sea bass is a deep water species caught in southern ocean waters near. So we're gonna call it Chilean sea bass, even though we know it's Patagonian toothfish. Yeah, is a deep water. It's it's ironic when you read it this way though. Chilean sea bass is a deep water species caught in southern ocean waters near and around Antarctica. The Chileans were the first to market toothfish commercially in the United States, earning the name Chilean sea bass, although it's really not a bass and is not really caught near Chile. <laughs>
3: that's really funny. It's caught in the sea, though. So yeah, it's, it's caught, caught in the sea, fish. so it is, the a, it
0: is an ocean. It is a fish. Yeah. So that's good. We got that fish part right. Yeah, it is, it's, not yeah. it is a sea, so I not guess Lugil. the word sea. So Chilean... Sea bass. The only word in there that's actually real is sea. <laughs> it's,
2: it's its Hollywood name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like what's orange yeah, It's like Ruffy? Chevy
0: Chase's real name. <laughs> <laughs> isn't Chevy Chase? Let's just put it that way. Brad Pitt? I don't know. Maybe I don't, he, Maybe, that's maybe he was born Brad Pitt. Hey, Siri, what's Brad Pitt's real name?
1: William Bradley Pitt is Brad Pitt's birth name.
0: See? Bill Pitt. Not quite as sexy. Hey, Siri, what's Chevy Chase's real name?
1: Cornelius Crane Chase is Chevy Chase's birth name.
0: Okay, Cornelius. You know, Chevy is better. You'd probably you go with the latter. Or, yeah, you'd probably go with you Chevy go over short Cornelius. you Connie.
1: Yeah, you don't want to go Connie, I don't wasn't think. Wasn't Cornelius Siri, in the Planet of the Apes? Wasn't he a yes, main character yeah, in Planet he was. of the Apes? very Cornelius. good, Joss. Wow.
3: Cornelius.
1: You know something about something that's not M.A.S.H.?
3: <laughs> Seventies. Can you check uh, Gabby Carter on the Siri? What her real name is? Hey, Siri, what is Gabby Carter's real name?
2: Boop.
0: Ooh, a lot more ambiguous. You're going to have to do your own research on <laughs> Did you say check the Siri, by the way? Uh, <laughs> hey, can you check
2: the Siri on this one?
0: So, we had some food tonight in the lab. Again, we, you know, the, 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 Simon isn't here tonight, but you still have to drink because I said his name if you're playing the game. Um, so I was on my own in the kitchen, and I, I reached out, which is another reason I reached out to Mark, because Captain Mark likes to throw down in the kitchen a little bit. So we did that. We threw down. The, he, he threw it out. He's like, let's do BLTs. What's funny? Did I say something weird?
2: It's always better to throw down in the kitchen than, throw it out. <laughs> than to throw up in the kitchen. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. We didn't throw up. Boy, did I say throw up?
2: No, you said throw down, but it hit. It I said throw me it me out. It's like it a parkway a driveway. Funny. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's always better to throw down in the kitchen than throw up. I'm gonna,
3: I'm gonna knit a little. You know. You guys have like my, my park, inspirational my... doily that I'm in a frame. <laughs> my parkway and driveway analogy that wasn't good. Uh-huh. You drive in a parkway and park in a driveway, right? It's you true. throw it down in the kitchen, you throw up in the kitchen. Not in, in the kitchen. Like you a... shoot
0: up in
3: a subway.
2: <laughs> oh, what? I just
0: made that one up. Okay, oh. so I probably let we'll it. The last that one. That last one's gonna come out. Probably. Um. So. BLTs is what Mark threw out. Um, the very first thing I said when he when he said BLTs is like, well, you know, if I was gonna do it, I would want to make the the bacon. I would want to make the bread and the shirt. So we, we didn't do any of that. <laughs> but I bought some good bacon, I bought some good bread. and then we did a bunch of other interesting things tonight. So one iteration of our sandwich tonight was a BLT. With butter lettuce was the, and we we bought a bunch of different lettuces. We bought escarole, we did a romaine, we did an iceberg, shredded iceberg. But the kind of the all in was, it was actually, it was escarole and butter lettuce, BLT with uh, heirloom tomatoes and fried persimmons, breaded and fried persimmons and a breaded and fried pork cutlet and avocado and a lot of mayonnaise and what we call bro sauce here in the house, which I'm not going to disclose, but it had a bunch of bro sauce on it, too. <laughs> get, I don't think that sounds any better. We can get
1: in the boardroom to read the, the, <laughs> Do discover I the name. Connect. Name is still under review. <laughs>
0: So, but it was—I mean, it was—it was so good. Here, let's put it this way: what we, have what we, have I think, I don't know, and we can talk about it right now. Overall, I thought that having the the bro sauce on it might have been a little much.
3: Mm-hmm. I it mean, bro, too different of a direction. It was
0: good. Bro's sauce is great on stuff. Okay, maybe <laughs> what are we gonna call it? What, we can't keep calling it that. How Not house oh, sauce no. sucks.
3: D- dick
0: sauce? No, we're not going to get dick <laughs> sauce is worse than bro sauce. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm Just sticking with bro sauce. A Jesus. sauce. A sauce. We're not going to call it a sauce. I'm calling it bro sauce. The bro, Because we're not, I mean, maybe it won't be on the menu like that. Smack. No, it's we're not Smack Kitchen anymore. Mm-hmm. We'll call it web sauce.
2: You don't like you, that because it makes it about me. No, 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 I'm fine with it being about you. I just, I, what if you want to use web sauce uh, What about Ryan Guy Sauce? No. Yeah, let's call it
3: Ryan
0: Sauce.
2: Then it can be about you. Oh, I don't really care. If it's okay, about we'll you. call
0: it Joss Sauce. Joss, Joss.
3: Sauce. Joss okay,
0: sauce. so it had jaw sauce. I think the jaw <laughs> sauce took it in a maybe a little d- a different direction. Yeah. I like jaw sauce on stuff, but maybe it, d- it didn't need to be on the, our BLT. <laughs> took you away so, from the BLT feel, Right. So just straight mayonnaise is, yeah. I think, what, what I've decided on that, right? Yeah. right. Maybe, right maybe Japanese mayonnaise, but we maybe could QB. not find it. Today. Right. We didn't have it tonight. We also tried uh, Miracle Whip, which I haven't had in years. I was never a huge fan. I think Mir- Miracle Whip has a weird... Um, you know, zing. And all they, in fact they <laughs> celebrate it. They're yeah. like, it's about the zing. Hey, look, I don't want the zing. In fact, the zing freaks me out. So I don't love Miracle Whip, but I gotta tell you, in general, I don't love Miracle Whip. But in whip. general No, and like I just said, in general I don't like it. But tonight in that version of the sandwich that Hugh Whipped up, I didn't hate the whip. I liked it a
3: little bit, yeah, just, and that's why I think that sorry, no, that's why ahead. I think the Japanese mayo would be perfect because it has that bit of vinegar. I think that, that right. Whip has, a but doesn't sweetness. have this, but doesn't have as much sweetness. Not as too the, much zing.
0: Yeah. So I think what we discovered is it doesn't need jaw sauce. Maybe maybe Cupy is what we would have liked to experiment with. We didn't have it. So out of the ones that we experimented with tonight, straight mayo I think is what we decided.
1: Listen, if we're talking mayo and Miracle Whip. May Whip. I may I remind you of a little commercial ditty? Bring out the best foods, and bring out the best.
0: Also known as Hellman's on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. It is known as Hellmann's. That's
1: and Canada. Best Foods is better than Whip. It's the same company. Oh, it though? fully is. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh. Uh, fully is. So I would. I like. I like just going with a, a straight Best Foods. Um, we'll, maybe we'll we'll re- we'll circle back. Try it with a QP. Yeah. So that's what it, so it doesn't need jaw sauce so we'll take that one off it. Mm. The um the fried persimmons. Let's dis, let's dis, let's talk about that. I liked it on there. It was a cool addition. It was another kind of juicy addition like the, like the tomato but it held structure. It yeah. held yeah. structure cuz they were fried, breaded. It was another element with cornflakes. Um I don't think it needed to be it, on the sandwich.
2: It no. tastes great. It didn't need to be on the sandwich. I think we can save that for something else. I think
0: they also have a short um, kind of half-life, half-life coming life from now. the kitchen to, to the table. I think like they're going to have a tendency to want to get really wet in the sandwich, and it's, everything starts to kind of fall apart. Just when let stuff the tomatoes do that. Out. Yeah, let the tomatoes be the wet element. Right. So I like the, the – uh, the deep-fried persimmons, um, they were pan-fried. We're not going to say deep. We, nice lodge yeah. skillet. Um, I liked them. You guys kept wanting to go savory with them. I think the fried persimmons would be great on like a piece of, like a scoop of vanilla ice cream with some powdered sugar on it. How top. about ricotta?
3: Like if you were to yeah, a go scoop more. of
0: ricotta, serve the fried persimmon, kind of do like a cannelloni
1: with it maybe. How did this quote-unquote persimmon, which was never in the radar. I've never even eaten a persimmon, I don't think. I think both two of you said you had a persimmon tree and you growing up and never ate it. Now we're discussing it as a breakfast, lunch, and dessert item.
3: Yeah, so anyway... It's it, pretty it, impressive. It, it was The cool. only reason it, it showed up is I was looking for green tomatoes to fry and they didn't have any at, at the store. And I'm like, you know, I, I taste a the persimmon. They're normally a little sweeter, but these ones seem more firm. Like they could be similar to a... a a green tomato. So, so I, I wouldn't, like, oh, I wouldn't
0: that? use it in place of a green tomato. Yeah. To me, it, it didn't it, have it's the citru- sweet, the citrusy. It, it was, it was more of a desserty item. And, and as far as the BLT goes, I'm taking it off the BLT. Yeah, it was cool. It was a good idea, um, but I'm, for me, I think there's another use for it. Um, so as far as the BLT goes, I like the A on mine. I've always liked the, I like the T and A. -hmm. For me, you're a big
1: fan of the TNA.
0: I think you need with the tomato and the and the avocado. They they work well against one another. Mm -hmm. Um, I think when you put the avocado on a sandwich, you got to salt it. Yeah, I think you have to salt and pepper every the veg on any sandwich. Really,
2: tomato and avocado are my go tos. Like they definitely each get seasoned.
0: Yeah, you got to salt and pepper them individually, right? So you do that on the sandwich. Heavy regular, you know, regular. Uh, mayo, Mayonnaise. I like the avocado. You you say you want to make it a an option. I think that if I you know our signature BLT would have the a just on go. it. Yeah, so just go right. Yeah. If we're gonna go, go, mm-hmm. and the pork cutlet is I mean of course. It took it from, if from like gonna a, have a,
3: a dainty sandwich to like a, a proper meal, right? Yeah. If you're gonna have a BLT
0: and a with you got if you, let me let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you pound out a pork cutlet, you, you how's the dredge? Yeah,
3: tell it, us what's in that.
2: Solid. I mean it is the greatest. <laughs> so
3: I, I took a spoonful. I've never taken a you know, spoonful. Mark was literally of, eating flour. dredge. <laughs> I mean it was mostly flour there was a lot of it was mostly flour. Mostly flour, AP. Was there's a
0: lot in it. I mean, I can't I'm not gonna tell everything. Because it's it's like the KFC. I mean, there's like thirty six herbs and spices in it. Some of the fun ones that are in it though, is there are uh, <laughs> There's fried onions. There is um, dried. Uh, there's dried pork.
2: Seahorses.
0: No, there's no seahorses. <laughs> there is dried pork in it though.
2: Oh
3: forgot.
0: Um. So there's and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of aromatics.
3: Same dredge as your fried chicken. Same or dredge yeah. as the fried chicken. You did that same one. I, I missed the fried chicken. Yeah. That was your dredge. For That's the, the dredge. Chicken.
0: So again, talking about utility. And, a, you know, a dredge that, that's basically going to be, like, the house dredge. And, like,
3: a, a two out of ten from a spicy level. Like, enough yeah, spice where you know they're spice, there's but that just it just goes away quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was good. You throw that on
0: the BLT with some A. Who doesn't want
1: pork on pork action?
0: I always think pork on pork action is the way to go. It is. The squeal, squeal is the deal.
3: Squeal. <laughs> Yeah, deal the squeal. Yeah, Can we talking about this bacon <laughs> doneness because that was a that was a
0: conversation item. It's that like... is a, a conversation, and, and that was another thing, kind of where we we didn't all necessarily agree. Um, on bacon doneness, I find myself in the school of preferring it less done than than more done. Whereas I
3: think more people prefer it like super crispy, crispy, and kind of melts your mouth and crumbles right. and totally
0: crumbles up and kind of disintegrates. With you. what, what's your go?
3: There's
2: there's not a lot of bacon I don't like.
1: Right. Let's start with that.
0: Yeah. So this,
2: like, does this look like a man who doesn't like bacon? <laughs> I order bacon. <laughs> You're in the um, middle of
3: Iowa, and you've got your your um, hash browns and your eggs, and yeah. you order some bacon with it. How would you order it? I mean, if you had a choice.
2: So like, eggs and bacon hash browns. I like it a little less done. I I want some big fat chunks on. I don't it.
0: mind okay. the bubbly unrendered yeah. pieces of fat at the end.
2: Yeah, I like that. I don't um, mind it. I mean, it in
3: the isolated. Ring, you
2: know? Yeah, but I but I uh, I also really like a, just a really good baked bacon where it's it's completely good. Now um, I don't. So need we it to baked be... our bacon tonight. Yeah.
0: It's a great way to do it It renders off the fat very evenly It's a great way to make nice, solid, crispy pieces of bacon Fairly straight bacon I prefer mine pan-fried Because yeah. you, you don't have all the contact You don't have the even heat So you tend to get some of those pieces that go unrendered
3: Best of both worlds kind of Yeah, yeah. I
0: like it like that The deep fryer for me is oh. the best way to yeah. cook bacon it's because amazing. it flash fries it on the outside, but you it keeps a, it doesn't you, you know you pull it before it completely renders the fat. Oh. but it's crispy. And it just
2: just disintegrates. Yeah. Like the fat.
0: Another thing that we didn't experiment with tonight that is' I'm, I'm a big fan of that I would I'd like to maybe circle back on for, for this sandwich in particular because I think it would work great um, in tandem with the pork cutlet is a technique where you take all your bacon and you chop it up um, into like almost like strips. Mm-hmm. And you blanch it to to maybe render a little of the fat off. And then you create like a very thin patty in the pan where you smash burger it with, with a, a bacon press and you create these these really perfect little round bacon skirts. Wow. And then you just lay that over the
3: whole top of the thing. I just started thinking, what if we incorporated the bacon with the mayo? Yeah. And then we had the cutlet kind of take the stage of, Just of make the meat bacon bacon mayo. Mayo. bacon mayo i don't know
0: i like having i think you, you like want the versa flavor within it yeah i yeah. want i
3: want to chew bacon yeah okay
0: but anyway so put a pork cutlet on it i think we're gonna do that we take the jaw sauce off we take the persimmon off we, we use some real mayo we got ourselves something we had a nice round table about it we did oh bread Mm-hmm. Uh, we use store bought bread tonight. Obviously, we use house bread, and I think the buns. Um, now, what's your what's your take on that? W- could you use a bun, or would we slice it? And uh, would we? How do you want it?
2: I think I I prefer sliced. A,
0: yeah, a sliced for weird. sure on a BLT. Okay, yeah. so we'd use the same recipe and then just do it in loaves and slice
2: it. Yeah, and I,
3: I, I miss the the bread. It's a great. will we'll, we'll, you have to is there like I I like a touch of sourness on. Like I like sourdough. On there's a little bit of sourness tea. in okay. it because
0: uh, this bread has um, pineapple juice in it. Okay, and so there's a there's a really nice kind of sweet, savory, tangy element to the bread that is. Uh, it's great. So I think I think we got it. I mean, I'm not going to give all the bread. There's a couple other things in there that kind of round it all out too.
1: I think it looked great in that parchment paper too. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it's a cl- it
0: looks. Yeah, cr- that's it's classy. Well, it's classy. I, that's a great way to dress. You don't want to sit it out naked. Put some clothes on that thing. Yeah, it was for easier sure. to eat it for sure
3: with the wrapper.
0: Makes paper. the cut nice. Yeah, yeah. presentation will look good.
1: Presentation, a little side of fries in an aluminum cup.
0: Yeah, or and, the I, and I don't like
3: a freaking toothpick that you got to weed through. on No, too much. well, no.
0: dude, the other day, you know, that's a great point, Mark. I can't tell you how many times I've bit into a sandwich, forgotten the toothpick, and have it just driven uh, directly into my frenulum.
3: Or if you want to take the other half to go and it fucking comes out of the box. like Yeah. Yeah. Screw now it thing. drips.
0: You in know they like oh it's got a little flag on the top, but then the, or, or or worse, it's just got the little you know uh, like plastic plastic, <laughs> yeah, like yeah like the little confetti, orange confetti, yeah. and which is buried in the sandwich. You've <laughs> lost a, the confetti. Yeah.
2: Yeah. How many lost of those? Total <laughs>
3: sight of the confetti. Yeah, how much of that ends up? And
0: now favorite? I've got a freaking toothpick in my frenulum.
2: <laughs> how much of that little confetti stuff have you eaten? It's it's a few. More than I would uh, care there.
0: to have yeah. done. Yeah. Good sir, I must tell you.
1: No one wants anything to to go wrong with their frenulum.
0: No, it's painful. It hurts. Man, I can't tell you. You do do that for too long, you get a real
1: wound right at the top of the frenulum, where, where it connects to the bottom of your tongue. I've had a canker sore in my frenulum. Yeah? Let me tell you something. Not a good time. That's herpes. (laughs) Oh, was there for a long
3: time. It's definitely herpetic in nature. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That
0: is definitely herpetic. Hey, I know. And I'm not saying you need a (laughs) hairpiece. I'm saying I think you have
1: herpes. Oh, this was years ago. Herpes (laughs) goes away, right? Yeah, I (laughs) know. Yeah, it comes
0: and goes. Not away. Not away. It comes and goes. It's called a bloom. Oh no, that that's <laughs> algae.
1: <laughs>
2: you know a little too much about this. Oh, you Josh. feel like he's
1: had to do research before. <laughs> to give himself some peace of mind. I don't have herpes. Hey, by the way, it look like genital warts. Looked like you really enjoyed the shot over there. You want some of this? Nah. <laughs> What's up this? No, I think that you face and tone and body language said it You're all. you
3: drinking some Knob Creek. it
1: yeah, well, just got, got some dessert. old-fashioned Well, Bob you know Creek what I'm
0: over drinking here. over here is it's a little, it's fun. It's a little bottle I picked up on a whim. Golden State, so it's another California product. This is a Golden State California corn whiskey. Um, Let me try. They're calling it whiskey, which means at some point it had to have touched oak.
3: Even though it's clear.
0: To call it whiskey, you have to have touched oak. But you can run it right through. this is clear, which would lead me to believe this came right out of the still, or what we refer to as white dog, uh, what we refer to.
2: (laughs) The royal we. Me and the queen. (laughs) I mean, it only had to touch oak, Right. Right. Like, they ran it through the barrel and out the other side.
0: So, this is... They're not saying anything about oak, right? They're saying it's – they're talking all, a lot about the corn, Brentwood corn, and it's grown um, – let's say Californians have argued the point for generations that – blah, blah, blah. It, they grow great corn here apparently, mm-hmm. okay? This Brentwood corn is, is apparently Ameri- American is AF.
3: Next to UCLA or
0: – And they grow it up in the <sighs> Bay Area. Oh, Right? I originally I'm like, "Oh, Brentwood corn, we're in downtown the LA district. Yeah. Hollywood or I'm not exactly... garment district." Yeah, no, Are this is know? up this is up somewhere in the Bay Area. The so Bay Area's finest uh the the Golden State, well, wait, sorry. The Bay Area's finest freaking heirloom
1: corn. No,
0: sorry.
2: <laughs> Ladies and Ba-ba-ba. gentlemen,
1: the No Research podcast has uh, officially
2: been edited out.
0: Okay, so they're calling it the new gold standard in artisan spirits, the Bay Area's first ever corn whiskey. Mm. And that's really all I'm getting. Bursting with buttery hints of corn. Nothing about, oh, uh, but in order to call it whiskey, we, and when I say we, I mean me and the queen, and when yeah. I say the queen, I mean Ryan Hatch. Wow. In the room, know that to be called whiskey.
2: Yeah, it has to have touched. It oak. has
0: to have c- touched Coke. <laughs> touched Coke. It has to have touched oak, but it only has to have touched it. So literally, it could come out of the still across a piece of oak stave and into stainless steel, and you could call it whiskey. Yeah. So this has zero color. Yeah. Looks like it's right out of the still, but they're calling it whiskey. Um And uh. it smells a little bit like the still to me.
2: Mm-hmm. You think that was made
0: it on the It smells stainless. a little
3: bit like... What do you think they did to? It smells it? a little
0: like olive juice or something, doesn't it? I'm getting a, a little no bit eye. of a strange Is there an smell.
1: Extra thing, Ryan. A cup. A cup. A cup. It's right next
3: to Jerry, I think. This one definitely oh. not very oaked.
0: No, it's not oaky at all. Um, Taste wise, buttery. I'm not gonna call it that. <laughs> it's coming off very biosolventy to me. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing. F-
3: Memorable. Good about but, it?
0: No, it tastes like... I mean, it's very vodka-y. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. Boy, you nailed the olive juice smell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's like olive vodka, yeah. briny. Not my favorite. It could use some time in something. <laughs> Not my mouth. Oak. I
3: mean, you could mix that with yeah. soda water and call yeah, it vodka. Yeah, call it a almost. vodka tonic. Make, right. a, make a dirty martini no, I got it. out of that stuff. I got with it. A,
0: go ahead. It's,
1: it's, it. That taste is a vodka soda or vodka soda, or vodka olive juice that's been left out overnight. It's weird. <laughs> like, I have a sip of it, your, your so you're not a, you're not a huge fan. So it's aged overnight in a it's, glass. It, you're right,
3: right, Yeah, interesting. I, I'm not... No. But what if you were to take that? I mean, because it, it's ever, very vodka-like. Know, what yeah. if you were to take that, throw a little dirty in there? I don't know if you guys like dirty martinis. Oh, throw, I love throw, it. Throw a touch of dirty in there. Shake that thing. Throw it with some blue Shake cheese. that thing. Make
0: it dirty, <sighs> bitch. Sorry, that was... Whoa, okay. what no, it. <laughs> hear me out. It's
3: it's kind of like a um Jeez. it's kind of a a whiskey uh dirty martini. Yeah. It could be kind of cool. I would drink it like that. That'd
0: be rad. I would drink it like that. With a blue cheese olive. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well whip it up, Josh Simon. <laughs> oh, <he's not.
3: laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, otherwise it's a hard spirit to work with it's not the opinion. kind of thing I just want to drink meat. No, it's That's not fresh. No. If, you to, if you were to mix it, it would be hard to work with. And drinking it straight is kind of un- underwhelming. Not the mood as move. we like to say on this show. <laughs> Interesting pickup. Well you know it's the said, olive. Yeah. Downtown, but it's totally there. Yeah. I wouldn't have hit that. You know. It eh. wow. yeah, olive <laughs> is like all over the place now. Right? He's been drinking for the last hour and had a ton. Of- <laughs> I don't hey, know. if
0: there's anything I try to pride myself on my my nose and my ability to, you know, with spirits and to try to pick out those notes, because, I mean, that at the end of the day, that's what I'm striving to do here. I was so concerned after COVID when I when I lost my, my sense of smell and taste completely. I was like, oh, scheissa. Yeah. I hope I get that back. And I've got to be honest, man, I don't consider it 100 percent back. As a as a guy that lost when when you had covid, you lost your total sense of smell and taste, right? Yeah. 100%, her, right? For almost a month. For almost a month, but do you feel 100% now? Not 100%. See? No. I've heard that it kind of burns out some receptors or some shit, man.
3: I feel like if you're to ask me, so I, I got what a bummer. it. I got it last mm-hmm. last Christmas basically and the last couple months it's definitely improved but i would say for the first like 6 months it, it was definitely not all there and then it's it's like slowly coming back to full well i hear you can train yourself i mean your brain is large there's a lot of matter in there that
0: is willing to probably accept new data you start to you know retrain yourself so if you can retrain yourself to walk you can retrain yourself to smell you know right, right. so that's what i'm trying to do
1: Luckily, I've always uh, smelled.
0: Yeah, you know? yeah, I've you have, Josh. Yes, you have. i never had
1: to retrain myself there.
2: Yeah.
0: You have always smelled.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. Well, it was super fun. I think we've 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 kind of dialed in uh, what a what a BLT could look like at Webb's. Um, do you want? I mean, I was kind of hoping we were going to hear one. Can we hear kind of one little salty story before we go? Like, I kind of want to hear a scary, like at night you heard a bump. It was a whale that tried to sink the ship. Where's your Moby Dick story? Anything? You must have some good pirates, tales. Uh, Russian submarines. No, there's nothing that good.
3: Illegals and a, a little mean, boat. One time- yeah, <laughs> illegals and pangas. No, there, no, nothing, nothing real. Real scary like that. The, there was one time where our engine broke down and we had a, a notch transom, which if if you break down in heavy seas, which we were in, um, the water could come over the the transom and quickly sink a boat. We're only 18 foot boat and we were out probably you know 30 miles or so, and um, so we were quickly taking water over the back with our engine broken down, which is what we needed to work on, um, and so I. It was a it was a hot summer day, so I took off my jacket, attached my jacket and my buddy's sweatshirt to the anchor, threw it off the bow to create some drag to keep the bow into the wind. we were able to to work on the outboard, get it running, and got back. But if we hadn't have gotten that bow into the swell, we would have been done probably yeah. in the next thirty minutes or so. So that was wow. Sketchy. It was a fiberglass over wood boat boat built in 1965, an old lobster skiff that uh, that we re- rebuilt and. Used the hell out of for a few years and then basically buried it in the landfill once we were <laughs> done with it. Like, cut the saws all the thing in, in half and brought it to the landfill, but we caught fish and didn't, you know, sink. That was that one. And then another time we're on the boat. Um, Jeez, that's good. And, and we nightmares. caught about a 250 pound thresher shark. And sometimes, you know, a lot of times you hook those sharks, they come up backwards because they actually slap the lure or bait with their tail and you'll hook them in the tail. So a lot of times when they come up backwards, they will be pretty docile and, and you know, for the most part to be drowned. Um, so this one came up, his tail came out of the water and, we you know, it was probably, you know, a 12, 13 foot shark with the tail. You know, the tail is about as long as the body is, so call it a six foot and six foot. The thing had six hooks in its tail on a, on a trolling lure, thought it was dead, stuck a gap in it, the thing woke up and was taking his tail and bending it over the side of the boat and whacking the deck with six hooks as I'm curled underneath the gunwale basically holding the gaff the gaff's bent over the gunwale it's a you know thick aluminum anodized gaff bent over the gunwale finally the gaff breaks in half the the fish um throws the hook from his tail and off he goes and uh, we never caught the fish but he probably whacked the deck um had to have been at least 50 times with the lure while I'm just like Ducking for cover, and my buddy ran inside the pilot house and out of dodge. And yeah, very dangerous situation. Those those tails, when turned on an axis, will can, they can slice like a knife. That's how they that's how they cut their bait in half in the water. You know, so that that's kind of my wow. my, my scary fish story and my scary motorboating story. How
0: about any of those billfish? Do they ever come right at you with that thing?
3: They come uh, up over not the locally. gunnel i haven't had a situation locally that was i've seen it on youtube in, in hawaii we caught a small striped marlin and um over there they they, they grease every they kill everything because it goes to market you make money um and, and marlin are, are pretty good tasting kind of under um underutilized probably but um yeah this fish was on the deck only about a 70 pound striped marlin they, they run pretty small over there things slid across the deck you know with, with its slime and um Impaled my toe, lifting my big toenail off off of the oh, toe. I remember that.
0: I actually remember that. Your toes. And uh,
3: I, I just literally felt like I was going to barf and didn't know what to do. So I just jumped in the ocean while my toes were bleeding profusely. Let and... me
0: reiterate what happened.
3: Marlin, let's say mini swordfish. Yeah. Slides across the deck. Sword goes under his toenail. Perfectly, like aimed, right like in line with the center of my toe. Oh. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Under his big toenail. I mean, literally, that's like a form of torture. Yeah.
0: That they used to do to people, or they still do to people. The sliding marlin, marlin tree. Not the, but not necessarily with a marlin. <laughs> a and,
3: and, and, those, and those things are known to have t- all sorts of bacteria and stuff on their bill, because they, they kill fish constantly with oh, yeah. like yeah. those things. You, you know? Who knows where he's had that thing? Oh. <laughs> In the side of an opelu or you Maliki leaky marka, or what is that? <laughs> huma it's huma the Huma place nubi.
0: to be. <laughs> the Huma Huma nuka nuka apua'a. <laughs> That's the
3: state fish of Hawaii by the way, look it up. Um That was not uh Hanapa, which means like yes, accomplishment. Yeah.
1: I wouldn't do well. Those are your salty stories. Under these circumstances, I mean, he's had a horrible motor boating. No mermaids.
3: No, not no that mer- kind of motor boating.
0: Mo-
1: mermaids, well, merman. Had, none of not that's a different that episode. That kind of motor <laughs> That's a different episode. Oh.
3: <laughs> all right well that's been, been cool that's we, when we, i come to catalina with you guys we go motorboating yes yeah, wow <laughs> i don't know what? that
0: i'm allowed you mean in a dinghy <laughs> oh, I mean, that makes it worse i'm gonna motorboat oh. your dinghy <laughs> all right well thanks for joining us on the salty semen version of the jeremy Webisodes podcast and that's gonna do it Let's get out of here before we sink to any deeper depths of depravity on this show. You see what I did there is I I stuck to the nautical theme that we were doing the whole... so thank you very much for being here ladies and gentlemen I really really appreciate it I say it every week if you are a return lava lamper um, thank you so much for your continued support if this is your first time joining us on the webisodes thank you very much for taking the chance hope you enjoyed yourselves and uh, please go back and check out some of the previous episodes Um, there is a bunch of great content out there so uh, thank you also come back next week we have James Kelly back in the the lab next week, and he's bringing the whole band with him, so um, that's going to be awesome. Last time James was in here, he came by himself. Um, he did a couple songs, and we talked about Freedom Sings USA, which is the nonprofit that he is involved with. So he's bringing the whole band back with him this time. We're going to talk a little bit more about Freedom Sings. They've got a big concert coming up in Tennessee, um, and it is benefiting um, veterans, and so it's it's a great cause, and we're. Looking 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 forward to having James back next week. If you haven't checked out the James Kelly webisode from the previous uh, uh, appearance here on the show, please go back and check it out. It um, It was a great interview, and he gave us some really, really good music. Okay, so that being said, um, you know, we are big supporters of Freedom Sings. um, So shout out to all of our active duty and veteran military out there. We appreciate you so much and your sacrifices. Um, Just thank you for, for all that you have done and continue to do. And we look forward to seeing you right here next week on the Jeremy Webisodes podcast.